it is I, your host, Dharma, also known as The Entertainer, and welcome my guys, gals, and non-binary pals, also known as The Magic Pants Collective. Yes, that's what I'm calling it, because we are fun here, because rainbows are amazing. Now, bring your rainbow butts over here, because we are talking about write what you want to read, draw what you want to see. Here we talk about professional writing and professional digital art, all the tips, tricks, what not to do's, and everything in between about these two creative subjects. And we also talk about a few other things here as well, including, you know, business and how I'm doing personally, and my thoughts just on all sorts of different things and cool stuff. So welcome, and I hope you join the Magic Pants Collective today. Rainbows out! Hello, it is I, your favorite neighborhood lesbian, and welcome back again today, people. And today, I'm going to be talking about the trope, Books can kill before my voice gives out today. Because I'm recording this in advance, and I've done a lot of recording, and oh my god, my voice. Um, <laughs> but I hope it's not too bad. Let's get into this. So, of course, today we're going to be talking about books can kill. Um, <laughs> and I just now realized it sounds a lot like looks can kill. I wasn't going for that pun, but I'm going to say I am now because it's funny. So, yeah. Now, um, this one is quite interesting, um, because the main example that I have for it is from an anime show movie thing that I haven't even seen, but because I exist on the internet and like to browse around on there, I do know some things about the core plotline of it. So I am sorry to those of you out there who have actually seen this piece of media um, in whatever various forms it comes in. I'm sorry if I don't get all of the little factoids and details right, but um, for the most part I'm going to be taking um, from things that I've heard said multiple different times about the show, so hopefully I get these things right. So, yeah. So, as my main example of Books Can Kill today, we're going to be talking about Death Note. Now, I personally am not a watcher of anime. Not because I have anything against those who do watch anime. In fact, more power to you, especially those who learned Japanese um, just so you can watch it. Kudos to you. But um, I personally just don't have any place to watch it at. I don't have something like Crunchyroll or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of left in the dark when it comes to anime. But from what I hear, Death Note is a really good one. And basically, it's surrounded, its basic premise is that the main character, dude, person, I'm, I'm just gonna call him Guy, um, Guy ends up finding, by some means, this magical book called the Death Note. Now, in the Death Note, whatever name that you write, uh, the name of whatever person you write down, like, for example, if I were to write down, um, if Guy were to write down Dharma, um, or, you know, Dharma plus my last name, um, I would die. So, basically, whoever's name is written down in the Death Note dies. So, yeah, that's nice. Um... And yeah, and that's basically what the plot of the whole entire thing is based off of. 
is this book that can kill. Now that there there are a lot of other ways that books can kill too, other than this very direct way. Another way is through cursed books, um, books that um, either curse you by opening and reading them, or curse you by simply touching them. Um, whether these books, um, um, so there's a few different ways that this can go down. If they're cursed, um, if they kill you just by touching them, then it's probably some sort of generic curse that's probably placed upon multiple objects in the room. And usually this kind of thing is reversible, this kind of death is reversible It's in most magical settings, because, well, there are multiple things in the room that could do this to you, so, you know. We'll just get, it's probably some sort of generic killing curse that is easily reversible. Or in other instances, won't actually kill you, but will give you some sort of curse effect or poison or something of that nature. Something, some other way of near death or almost death that can be reversed. Whereas if opening the book is the way that the curse book gets you, um, it may be because something is released, for example, a spirit, or maybe by then the curse is in full swing, or something of that nature. Now, um, if it's, and now if the curse takes hold by reading the book, it may be because the contexts of the book are sacred, or some sort of ex explanation of the universe that could drive you crazy. In that case, it is highly unlikely that you can come back from it, and you may end up crazy forever. So, yeah, when it comes to cursed books, those are the main ways that they're going to get you. Now, what about other types of books that can kill you? Well, there are also staying within the realm of the magical setting, because that's the only way books can be deadly other than hurling them at somebody's head at 200 miles per hour. Um, the other way is if they're magically trapped. You know, such as you open up the book and suddenly arrows fly out and, you know, try to hit you, hit you, hit you in the face, you know, get you in your pretty nose, you know, things of that nature. So there could be trapped books as well. There are also other, um, very unique cases as well, such as in Harry Potter, um, in Harry Potter, there's the Monster Book of Monsters, which in itself is a monster, and you have to gently stroke the spine in order for it to be calm enough in order to let you open it up. Now, like a lot of the other things in Harry Potter's um, school of witchcraft and wizardry, I'm not sure how this is allowed. The book can and will try to eat your face. So... You know, all around Hogwarts, best school. Definitely didn't almost die here like a billion times throughout my childhood. So, yeah. So, um, let's see. Uh, moving on from that, um, trap books and unique books. We also have. Um, we also have spell books as well, where they kind of indirectly allow people to be killed. Um, either through providing spells that can kill somebody, or spells that can be adjusted to kill somebody. Um, either way, they may or may not have taught somebody 
the art of magical killing. Um, but either way, it's not necessarily the book's fault, the book just holds the information. It's not the one actively doing the killing, but it kind of helps, so sorry book. And then, let's see, and then, and then there are things such as old cursed books of corruption. Typically, for whatever reason, really old books are either A, super duper powerful, B, super duper powerful and um, evil, or C, super duper powerful, evil, and will control your mind. Now, um, typically you won't just see regular old super duper powerful books because the good guys hardly have anything. It's usually the bad guys that get all the fancy, all the fancy things. They got all the glitz and glam, so, yeah. So when it comes to super duper powerful evil books, they're just kind of, they just kind of naturally have an evil nature to them. Um, the holder of the book it may enhance their evilness on their own, but it will not outright take control of their mind to do the books, or most likely the spirit possessing the books, bidding. But when it comes to the super duper powerful books that um, are evil and can take control of the mind, um, they may cause the evil to become even more evil. Like, for example, if you have a story based on a more goofy villain, they might go out in search of this book to not only enhance their powers, but to allow them to do something actually evil for once. But the book starts taking its steps way too far, and the villain being trapped in their own body cannot um, use their own moral code to guide them because, well, everything went out the window when they picked out that book. So, yeah, it could even cause villains to do things that they don't want to do. And for heroes in, in uh, looking for power in order to get rid of the villains, um, perhaps because the heroes aren't already evil themselves, it's a little bit harder in order to take control of their minds and lead them to the dark side, since they already have a mostly good moral compass. Um, for certain characters, they can still be corruptible such as a main protagonist who's a bit, perhaps a bit more arrogant, power-hungry in their own ways, but still goes out of their way to do the right thing, but would also like, and would also like a lot of power, too, whenever they get around to it. And so, because of this, they're still co corruptible, without necessarily being a bad guy within it of themselves. Like, heck yeah, I would love the magic powers, in order to be able to summon um, a storm to shake down um, all of my foes and, you know, to whip them around in a giant tornado or something. But would I like to do it at the price of, you know, control of my body and or soul? Not necessarily. <laughs> so, yeah. And of course, like I said, there are um, unique exceptions such as the Death Note and other things, like I said, the Monster Book of Monsters, and all sorts of things. So, yeah. All in all, there's a lot of fun stuff out there with deadly books. So, anyways, if you'd like to hear and see more from me or to just continue on with this podcast, 
Um, then go ahead and check out the link in the podcast episode description down below. Um, but yeah, so go ahead and check the links down there or keep listening over here or both. Either way, you're going to be helping me out in the long run. And I thank all of you who have been here since the beginning. And I will see you all in the next one.